You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host and today we have Peter Watts joining us back in the studio. Welcome, Peter. It's good to be here again, Jason, and welcome to all the listeners. Yeah, it's great to have you joining us today, wherever you are listening from. Perhaps uh, message us in, tell us where you're listening from today, and uh, we're continuing our series on Daniel and the God of Wisdom today, mm. up, up to uh, chapter 10 today. Um, Peter, this uh, just letting our listeners know, this is a pre-recorded program because you're away at this time doing another series in uh uh, Port Stevens, yeah, Port Stevens. So actually, Salamander Bay, and uh, yes, we're we're um, presenting a series of um, presentations on the topic of uh, secrets in the sand. It's archaeology and its links to the Bible. How archaeology reveals our future, hmm. and so uh, obviously we're studying the Book of Daniel today, and we uh, will be covering some of that material in that series as well. So that's going to be at the Tomari Library and Community Centre. Um, and uh, yeah, if people want to check that out, Secrets in the Sand. Uh, if you go there, uh, you will be uh, you find that website. You'll find some details there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a great program. If you're up in that area, um, you might worth want to try to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, um, of course, we've got our free book offer today that's coming up later in the program. So we've got our show number. This is a text mobile number that you can text in, 0488 uh, Write that down, save it somewhere, uh, stick it on your fridge or put it in your phone, and uh, you can use that number to claim our free book later in the program. And, of course, you can listen to all our past episodes, and it's probably important to do so uh, for this um, program in particular because they all sort of, uh, the episodes connect together. They, they are building, yeah. So, mm. uh, you know, we're laying a foundation and we're building the walls and eventually we'll put the roof on. Um, but, yes, uh, certainly some of the prophetic material that we're getting into now um, does build on, um, you know, one another, particularly uh, some of the prophecies that we've looked at in Daniel 2, Daniel 7, Daniel 8, 9, uh, we're going to be looking at what is the final vision, if you like, in the book of Daniel. We're looking at Daniel chapter 10 today, but in actual fact, Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12 all belong together. It's all one passage. Mm. Uh, it's all one vision. And um, we're going to obviously take it in, in pieces because we we just wouldn't have enough time today to unpack all of that yeah. material. So we're going to look at Daniel 10 today. We're going to look at Daniel 11 in two parts, and then we will look at Daniel 12. And uh, last week in Daniel 9, we looked at um, the prophecy and some of the information that was given about the uh, 70 weeks. Yes. And uh, we started to unpack the some prophecy of that. about the Messiah. That, mm. That's that's a fantastic prophecy because mm. it positively identifies Jesus as the Messiah. Yeah. So do go back and have a listen to those on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Uh, you can listen to all of our past episodes there. Actually, just while I think about that, these uh, programs also go to the Apple App Store, um, sorry, the podcast area in the Apple right. uh, podcast and on other podcasting platforms as well. So if you're into podcasting, do search for 
the uh, Tassie Encounters Faith FM um, podcasts. You can find them in there as well. And this series is called Daniel and the God of Wisdom. That's true. That is true. And you can find it listed separately or you can find it under the Tassie Encounters uh, program as well. Mm-hmm. So there's two, two ways you can get to it. So today, Daniel chapter 10 is what we're going to be getting on to, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably time that we get into it. Yeah, sure. So like I said, this is the first of the three, this is like a, a four-part series we're about to embark on within the series. Um, so we have seen many things up to this point, but Daniel chapter 10 begins this passage now where there's a lot of um, detail in Daniel 11 particularly but Daniel 10 kind of is a prelude it's kind of a it sets up what we see in the vision in Daniel 11 so let's take a look at uh, Daniel 10 we're going to just read the first verse for perhaps it says in the third year of Cyrus king of Persia a message was revealed to Daniel whose name was called Belteshazzar the message was true but the appointed time was long and he understood the message, and he underst- uh, and he had understanding of the vision. All right. So he's going. He's going to be. This is an introduction now to the fact that he's received a message. It was true, um, but the at- appointed time was long. Mm. And so we're going to recognise when we actually come to the end of um, Daniel chapter twelve. Um, this vision actually it starts in the time of Daniel but it goes all the way forward and beyond our day you mm. know we, we this vision is not over yet um, and that's the exciting part about it we're still living within the uh, brackets if you like of this vision that we find in uh, Daniel 10 11 12 and even even going back to the earlier um, chapter 2 with the statue you know that, exactly. that started in Daniel's time in the period of Babylon and goes through to the end of time. Exactly. We're still in the feet and toes. We're still in the toes right now. Yeah. So these are these are long-term prophecies. Yes, indeed. And long-time prophecies. Yeah. Daniel yeah. lived two and a half thousand years ago, mm. and uh, here we are still reading it, studying it, and learning from it mm. something about the God of wisdom. Verse 2. All right. Let's read verse 2. I'll read verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel... Was mourning, uh, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all mm. till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So Daniel is mourning here. And another point I want to make here, it says, in those days, I, Daniel, once mm. again, Daniel is positively identifying himself as the writer. Mm. This isn't somebody else writing down and saying, Daniel did this and Daniel did that. This is him himself. Mm. Um, so within the context of the, of the material, it's claiming at least to be written at that time. Mm. Um, and we have evidence for, for the fact that it's an early uh, writing as well. So here he is. Uh, he's he's uh, performing some sort of fasting. Mm. So he's, he says he's mourning mm. uh, three full weeks. So he's fasting for a reason, it, mm. it appears. And we also already know from Daniel chapter 6 that he's, it was his custom from early days to pray three times a day. Mm. So we can imagine that he's not only uh, fasting, but he's praying. It doesn't mention that he's praying here, but we can imagine that he's fasting and praying. 
And so this is in the time period of Cyrus. So what uh, possibly would he be mourning about? Okay, so um, we recognize that Cyrus, when when he comes into power, um, the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles 36, 22 and 23, that Cyrus gave a decree allowing the people to go back to build the temple in Jerusalem. Um, now, the other day we talked about a, um, a prophecy in regards to um, the restoration of Jerusalem. But this is um, Cyrus gives this first decree, sending them back to build the temple of the Lord. And it, it, some scholars believe that Daniel is mourning because that work of rebuilding the temple has stalled. Mm. There have been opposition from people who live in that area, the Samaritans. Uh, they don't want this rebuilding project to go ahead. They don't want Israel to become strong again. Uh, and so there's some opposition to this building project. And this may be the reason why Daniel is mourning and praying. Mm. Okay. Um, Shall we go on? Yeah, let's go on. I just want to mention something else while we've got a a little moment. Um, You often find in Scripture when there's something serious to pray about that people will combine prayer and fasting. Yes. We see that in uh, other places in Scripture like the time of Esther, for instance. Um, And so uh, here Daniel is taking this prayer seriously. He's Mm. combining it with fasting. So he's practicing self-denial and focusing his his time on God. So, Even in the New Testament, we see that uh, many times where where they refer to prayer and fasting. And Jesus said, when you fast, he didn't say if you fast. Mm. He's expecting that this is going to be a normal part of a uh, believer's life. Mm. Um, And so, yeah. But let's let's pick it up um, now. We'll look at, um, I think we'll just read verse 4. Okay, it says, Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I... L- I lifted my eyes and looked. He's going to see something. Yeah, no, no. We're going to read uh, five and six in a minute. I just wanted to mention here. It says it's the 24th day of the first month. The first month was Nisan in the Hebrew calendar, and it was the 14th day of Nisan when the Passover was offered. So this is effectively 10 days after Passover. And uh, associated with Passover, you had the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You also had the Feast of First Fruits. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread would last for seven days. So this is very close to the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, um, when he is receiving this vision. We're going to find out what he sees. (laughs) Maybe we should take a break because we want to unpack this next couple of verses because he sees a vision of uh, a being that we want to be able to identify. Okay, we'll keep you in suspense. Mm. Um, So here he is by the river, the River Tigris, and he sees something. We'll come back and uh, talk about that. Now, of course, if you're at home and you've got your Bibles, you can read ahead. Mm. (laughs) So we do encourage you you to do that. Um, So today we've got a question for you to consider. Um, This is a recorded program, so we can't mention this on air. Excuse me, but... um, have you ever combined fasting and prayer? What benefits did you experience? So have a think about that today as we play our first song. And this this song, it's a beautiful song. It's called Bow the Knee by the Rochesters. Just to linger with the one who 
Listening to Tessie and Counters on Faith FM, and we're talking with Peter Watts today on the topic of Daniel chapter 10. This is on the series Daniel and the God of Wisdom. And before the break, we did ask you a question Have you ever combined fasting and prayer? What benefits did you experience if you've done that? 
Um, it's a, a biblical principle and, uh, yeah, interesting to hear from you. Mm. Um, it is a recorded program, but we'd still love to hear from you and we do read the messages as they come in. Um, 0488880891 is the number to share with us on. Now, we left you in suspense we did. at the Tigris River where Daniel yep. <laughs> was on the 24th day of the first month and he looked up and he saw something. Yes. In verse 5 and 6, he gives this description um, and he says, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold of euphaz. His body was like beryl. That's a precious stone. His face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. It's almost a terrifying image, isn't it? It's interesting because I have at the beginning my um, the title on my uh, version of the Bible here. It says Daniel's terrified vision, terrifying oh, vision go. of a man. Yeah. That's what it says right here. And I was yeah. thinking, I, I would probably prefer to say something like awe, yeah, or yeah. awful, but, or awe inspiring, terrifying in the context. You know, we we say in the Bible, fear God mm. uh, because of the the magnitude, the, the magnitude, the, the magnificence, um, magnificence, the the power. awesomeness, the power, yeah, the mm. strength. So. Absolutely. And I don't think we take that into context uh, you know, enough that you see Bible characters when they encounter God or an angel even, um, and they are humbled by the experience, even though they are godly, righteous, holy men. Mm. Uh, when they encounter an angel of God or God himself, Something, uh, something pretty it's special absolutely, and powerful. Yeah, mm. it, it's so powerful. So here what's interesting about this um, passage is that if we compare it to the, the description given in Revelation 1, um, chapter 1 of Revelation 13 through 16, it gives a number of details which leads us to the conclusion that in Revelation 1, this is describing Jesus, and in Daniel chapter 10, this is actually describing Jesus. Um, we have uh, a man described in Revelation 1. He's in linen. He's got a golden band. Um, his face is like lightning. His eyes are like fire. His arm, arms and feet are like bronze. And he has the voice of a multitude. So, wow, that's the same words uh, almost exactly here. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, that's quite incredible. So here, it's, it's as though Daniel is having a vision here of the glorified Jesus. Mm. But um, then something else happens. So we're going to pick it up here in verse 7 through 9. It says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision. Now, I just want to pause right there, because that reminds me in Acts where Saul, who's going to become Paul, the apostle, yeah. saw a vision of Jesus on the road. And he had this special encounter. He had this special encounter, but nobody with him saw it. Mm. And so that that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, it says, but a great terror fell upon them. This is the, the people who mm. were with uh, Daniel. Uh, so they fled to hide themselves. So they must have, they must have known Sensed that something, something was going was on, something interesting was happening. Mm. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. 
Isn't that amazing? Interesting way to sleep, too. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. So, see, he's almost like, so is it a dream or is it a vision? It's almost a half and half, you know, situation because he's saying he was in a deep sleep when he received this. Yeah. And so um, he's have this dramatic vision of this man that he sees. And then what we see in verse 10 onwards is we start to see um, an, another being comes to communicate with Daniel, and we believe this to be an angel. Mm. And so um, maybe we'll read uh, verse, let's read verse 10 to 13. It says, Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand these the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word sorry, while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. This is, this is I love that idea. Yeah, this is this is um, Daniel's praying, mm-hmm. and it's really saying that God hears. He's fasting the and praying. He's, yeah. In other words, Daniel is fasting and praying, and of course, that's you know this is coming from instruction from God. This idea of. Um, fasting with with prayer but he's demonstrating that he wants uh to communicate with god Mm. and uh i love the idea that uh he was sent to communicate with him because he would was of his words yeah because of it yep but the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me 21 days and behold michael one of the chief princes came to help me for i had been left alone there with the king the kings of Persia. All right. So we need to unpack a few things in this passage. Mm. First of all, um, he he says, um, I've come because of your words. And he says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. So this is heavenly being. He's being withstood by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, one of the things we want to note here is that we are in a spiritual battle. Daniel mm. has been praying. He's been fasting. He's seeing this supernatural vision. The response from heaven has been in in response to his prayers. And this is a spiritual battle. And while there are human physical players involved, such as the Prince of Persia, such as Daniel and so forth, there is a battle going on behind the scenes. There Mm. is a spiritual battle. And you see this in the book of um, Ephesians chapter 12, where it says, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers in the heavenly places. And it it reminds me of the book of Job at the beginning there, where there's this uh, spiritual discussion going on between Satan and and God. And, uh, you know, these are things behind the scenes that we don't see, but it has real physical... Uh, consequences. And this is the benefit of the Bible. Mm. It pulls the curtain across mm. and gives us a glimpse of what's happening behind the scenes. Mm. It also tells us how important our prayers are. Mm. Okay, so there's a resistance here from the Prince of Persia, but really it's actually from the power that is behind the Prince of Persia. We um, mentioned, uh, I think, before that um, in the Bible... Uh, Satan is compared with the king of Tyre, or rather the king of Tyre is compared with the character of Satan. 
right? We, that's in the book of Ezekiel. In the mm. book of uh, Isaiah, we find that Lucifer is compared with the king of Babylon. So here we have the prince of Persia, but it's actually there is a spiritual, a power, spiritual power behind, behind the prince mm. of Persia that is resisting the power of God. Mm. Um, and so we can only assume that it is either the devil or his angels who are operating behind the prince of Persia resisting the will of God. Now, it says here that um, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Yeah. Uh, for I had been left there alone with the kings of Persia. So the question is, Who's who is Michael? Michael? That's a good and, question. And, uh, yeah. So often people may have heard the term Michael the archangel, and mm-hmm. that's a biblical phrase. We find it in the book of Jude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they think, okay, Michael, he's uh, one of the main angels. That was another spiritual battle in the book of Jude where Correct. they were fighting over the body of Moses. Indeed, right? absolutely. Mm. So there was a dispute over the body of Moses. Mm. Could did, did God have the right to resurrect Moses? Mm. And um, so you have this dispute between the devil and Michael, the archangel. Mm. So we need to unpack this. Mm. We have uh, a limited amount of information in the Bible about Michael. He doesn't appear everywhere. Mm. But what's interesting is the word Michael means he who is as God. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm. uh, there's there's perhaps a clue. I, I believe, and many believe, that Michael is none other than Jesus Christ himself. Mm. And before people jump at that and think, oh, no, 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 Jesus is not an angel. Right, um, because it says Michael the Archangel mm. in Jude. We need to understand what does that that all mean. So let's unpack it a little bit. So the references to Michael are the one we've just written, which, uh, read, which says Michael, one of the chief princes. Mm. Now that word one yeah. can also be translated first. So, for instance, I think you've got another translation. Yeah, here. in the Young's literal translation, it uh, it says, "And lo, Michael, first of the chief heads." Right, there you go. So mm. he, that that's the sense. He's the first of the, the uh, chief angels, if you mm. like. Um, and angel in the Bible means messenger. Mm. You know, certainly in the New Testament in the Greek, angelos means messenger. And so we have to remember that. Now, obviously, often it's describing supernatural messengers, you know, the angelic beings that we think about. But Jesus is, in fact, the chief messenger of mm. God. He He's the one who has given us more knowledge about the God than anybody else, right? Mm. Um, in Daniel 10.21, in the same chapter, we're going to come across Michael, your prince. Um, in Daniel 12, verse 1, it says, Daniel, uh, Michael, your prince. Um, Revelation 12, verse 7, it's Michael, the great prince, mm. who's in battle with the dragon. Interesting. Uh, and it's really all about this conflict between Satan and Christ. Mm. And Michael, he who is as God, is actually uh, none other than Jesus, and so when we, we it's called about um, talk about the the chief or the archangel, it's the first among the angels, mm. the messengers of God. We've out of time for this section. We're going to go to another break. Yeah. Um, just remember the question we've asked you: Have you ever combined fasting and prayer? What benefits did you experience? Um, text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Of course, uh, we can see in this chapter the benefits of prayer, and we see it directly because uh, God responded by sending uh, the angel yeah. as as Daniel was praying. Yep. So, this is uh, "Lift My Eyes" by Laura Story.
Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Peter Watts on his series Daniel and the God of Wisdom and we're studying chapter 10 of Daniel today. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Now Peter, before the break we were talking about this um, uh, this, uh, I guess, we we're talking about Michael. The Michael, the, Michael, yes, the the angel mm-hmm. and uh, this Michael, the the archangel. Yeah, uh, or doesn't mention the word archangel here. Sure, but uh, we were talking about this spiritual, um, I guess, the spiritual happenings, the spiritual battles that yes. are going on behind the scenes. And uh, you mentioned a passage in Ephesians chapter six that uh, yeah, it'd be well uh, worth reading out. We'll do that in a moment because. We're in a spiritual battle. We're talking, what we see here in Daniel chapter 10 is a behind the scenes look at what's going on spiritually mm. before we get into Daniel 11, which is really talking about the details yeah. of, of what physically is happening on earth. Mm. But um, yeah, Ephesians six twelve. maybe you could read that for us. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. All right. And that's uh, what was going on here as uh, as Daniel was praying. And, and something that really um, uh, stood out to me in Daniel's prayer is that, and, and particularly the response of the angel, was that it said it took 21 days for him to reach Daniel. Mm. 21 days. And so we sometimes, we say a prayer and we give up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we don't get an answer straight yeah, I didn't away. Get a, I, I, I prayed this morning. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. God, there must be no God. Yeah. And yet <laughs> God does hear. And in this case, he heard. And yeah. uh, there was a battle going on during this three-week period. Or I just yeah. want to unpack that a little bit. The role of prayer in the great controversy the role of prayer in the great battle between good and evil between christ and satan Mm. um because part of satan's accusation is that god is arbitrary he's judgmental he's not fair he's you know he interferes in our lives he doesn't give us freedom Mm. right Mm. is god a god of freedom Mm. and so uh, because i fully believe that god is a god of freedom he gives us the uh, ability to uh, decide and to act and to pray or not to pray. Um, and in a way, what prayer does is we are inviting God through prayer to act in a given situation. And that uh, request is part of the evidence that enables God to say, I'm acting here in harmony with the will of those who, who are asking me to act. In other words, God isn't someone who just barges in and says, I'm going to do what I want to do, and mm. it doesn't matter about anybody else. Mm. No, God is, is trying to make the case that God is love. God is acting in harmony with his character, mm. which is a God of love and freedom. Um, and we are, in many ways, in this fallen world, because we've made a decision back in the Garden of Eden, we've made a decision to depart from God and his will and to choose the side of the devil and selfishness and rebellion, the devil is saying, this is my world. These people are my people. I can do as I will with them. 
Whereas in actual fact, when we call out to God, we're giving God permission to act either in our own lives or in the lives of others or in the situations that we find ourselves in. But that is, you know, it's kind of a legal right that Mm. we're giving God. But evidently, this is more complex than we imagine, because as you say, this took three weeks for this answer to be given. Mm. So there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than we first imagine. Mm. We've got to keep going, uh, otherwise we won't get to the end of the chapter. So we're up to Daniel 10, verse 14. Yeah, let's read uh, 14 through 17, if you would. It says, Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. We just want to pause there. Mm. Obviously, he's saying that this is a a vision about the future. And the details of that are going to come in in chapter 11. But that's that's why this messenger, this angel has come. And it's talking about, you know, a a long period of time. Mm. And Mm. he's talking, noticeably... Uh, what will happen to your people? Yeah. This is talking about God's people. This isn't, Some people ask the question, well, where's China in prophecy? Mm. But the prophecies in the Bible are always related somehow to God's people and his message. Mm. Okay. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. He was breathless. Yeah. and uh, this This was obviously having... A major effect on him physically, physiologically. Yeah, mm. it's it's very interesting to read this passage, Daniel ten. We might some people might sort of breeze through Daniel ten, and let's get to Daniel eleven, where there's you know more details about what the vision is really about. But actually, Daniel ten reveals to us this spiritual battle we've been talking about, and uh, Daniel is fully invested. Mm. You know, Daniel is fully committed. His life uh, at this point in time, he's in his eighties. You know. Um, at this, so he's he's had a life of service because we go all the way back to Daniel one that we began our series with. He was a young man coming from Jerusalem, and he purposed in his heart to remain faithful and loyal to God. And here we can see that this has been part of his practice, and he he's all in for the kingdom of God. And uh, we can see how he is affected by this interaction with these heavenly beings. And so um, this angel has come to him and he's breathless and he's got no strength in him. And it's very interesting to to note the reaction that he has as someone who is completely committed to God, that uh, he is still in awe of this heavenly being. Um, shall we go on? Uh, I think. Well, let me ask this. Let me ask this question. We're talking about uh, before how there was resistance from the Prince of Persia, and we understood that to be a spiritual force mm. behind that. Um, and the question would be: if if it's true that Daniel is mourning and fasting because of the delays to the work of the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, why would Satan, if Satan is the power behind the Prince of Persia, and he's motivating him to to stall on this this building project why would satan be so interested in delaying the rebuilding jerusalem well in part because in last week's episode daniel 9 
He the, had been given a vision, Daniel. And a prophecy. A prophecy that there would be the rebuilding of Jerusalem. And, and based on that, not just the rebuilding of the temple, but the rebuilding of the whole city of Jerusalem, the walls and the streets it mentions, mm. um, that when that prophecy goes forward, or that decree goes forward, then we have a time period to the Messiah. Yeah. So de- the devil is intent on delaying the rebuilding of Jerusalem, the rebuilding of the temple, the coming of the Messiah, and ultimately even Jesus' ministry in the heavenly sanctuary. So the devil wants to interrupt Christ's ministry to save souls. That's ultimately what it's about. Mm. Um, And this is why this resistance is occurring. Yeah. Well, it's time for a break. Uh, our book offer for today is called Daniel, Vision of the End. And this is by Jacques, uh, Jacques, how do you say that? Is Jacques. That French? Jacques uh, Ducan. And, and it's an in-depth study of the text and the imagery of the book of Daniel. Now, we don't have any more to say about this, but uh, you're aware of this book. And it's I've a met fairly- Jacques Ducan. Uh, he's, he's quite a scholar. And um, he, um, yeah, he has got some great insights into the book of Daniel and very well worth reading. This is a a very in-depth study of it. So um, do stay tuned and grab the code after the break. But uh, right now, this is My Redeemer is Faithful and True by Stephen Curtis Chapman. As I look back on this road traveled I see so many times he carried me through if there's one thing that I've learned in my life my redeemer is faithful and true my redeemer is faithful and true Everything he has said he will do And every morning his mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true My heart rejoices when I read the promise There is a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do Every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true And in every situation, He has proved His love for me. When I lack the understanding, 
Tessie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're talking with Peter Watts on the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 10. We're just finishing up our program today. We've got a little bit more to cover, but before the break, I did promise you our book giveaway today. I promised you a code that you can text in, and the number to text in on is 0488880891. And the code for today is Daniel 10, Daniel 10, no spaces. Just Daniel10, text that into 0488880891, and the book is Daniel, Vision of the End, and it's an in-depth study of the text and imagery of the book of Daniel. We've just got two copies to give away today, so first two in will receive that book. Uh, we've got a few more verses that we need to finish off on um, today, Peter. Verse yeah. 18, I think we got to. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to finish this um, off, and this is... Uh an introductory chapter, as we've said, chapter 10, introducing this vision of 10, 11, and 12. And so we're going to read uh, just verses 18 through 21. It says, Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. And then it says, uh, like it's saying here, that I will tell you, but then it stops. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and this is the the challenge we have. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful that we have chapter and verse breaks in the scriptures oh, it may, because it helps us to navigate. Yes, helps us to find our place. But the reality is, these um, chapter breaks and verse breaks are artificial, Some, somewhat arbitrary. They are somewhat arbitrary, and unfortunately, this one is placed here. So the very next verse, verse 11, follows on. And we'll do that in a moment. I just want to come back to one other point here. Yeah. It says, um, I think it's very interesting, in verse 18, it says, One having the, the likeness of, uh, of man touched me. So this angel touched me and strengthened me. If you imagine that Daniel is in his 80s, and at that period of time, somebody living into their 80s would not have been common. Mm. Right. David, we're told, uh, lived before Daniel and, you know, about 500 years before Daniel. And David lived till the age of 17. It says, you know, he was a good old age. Uh, and so here's Daniel in his mid 80s. And uh, 
it's taking a lot out of him. Obviously, as fasting as well at mm. that age, mm. you know, he's obviously not physically super strong, and so he's being strengthened. And uh, he's saying, "Be strong, yes, be strong," and so he's uh, strengthened him. Now, at the end of this passage here, he says. He must return, this angelic being is going to return to fight with the Prince of Persia. And again, we believe that he's fighting against the power behind the Prince of Persia, a spiritual battle. He says, and when I have gone forth, indeed, the Prince of Greece will come. So he's moving much further in history now. He's moving forward a couple of hundred years Mm -hmm. to the time when Greece will come. So this This is the Prince of Greece here talking about the spiritual Prince of Greece or the physical empire of Greece? Well, (laughs) certainly, excuse me. Certainly the empire of Greece is the front, if you like, as mm. we've said before, whether it's Babylon or Egypt or Persia or Greece. But, but there's a power behind They that. are the front mm. for the power that is behind that. Mm. And uh, so I think that that's what, in other words, when, uh, when the spiritual, the, the dark spiritual forces have thrown up some conundrums in the kingdom of Greece, sorry, in the kingdom of Persia, they're also going to throw up some more, here comes the kingdom of Greece, you know. Mm, mm. And so there are going to be challenges ongoing. And he's foreshadowing some of what he's going to be talking about in Daniel chapter 11 in a moment. But this final verse, it says, um, well, I'm going to get you to read, Jason, because there are no chapter and verse breaks in the original. I just want we'll to get you to read. <laughs> yeah, we're going to read Daniel chapter twenty. Uh, sorry, chap, Daniel chapter ten, verse twenty-one, and Daniel chapter eleven, verse one, because I believe these two go together, and it would have been better to have had a chapter break at say eleven, verse two. In fact, even in this uh, version, which is the New King James version that we're reading from, uh, there's a bracketed sentence mm. here that uh, that the Flows bra- on between the bracket the two. starts in chapter ten and the bracket yeah. ends in chapter eleven. So that really indicates that it's part of the one sentence. Sure. Really, it says, uh, "But I will tell you what is noted in the Scripture of truth." And here's the open bracket: No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. Also, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I, even I, stood up to confirm and strengthen him. All right. So he's talking about some of these uh, powers uh, he mentioned before about Persia and Greece. Uh, and he's saying, no one upholds me except Michael, your prince. Now, if we believe that Michael, your prince, is actually Jesus Christ, he's the Messiah, he's uh, Jesus, then he's the one who upholds us too, right? Mm. He's the one who strengthens his creatures in order to do ministry, in order to walk the walk. So that and, that will make sense. And this is really talking about um, this spiritual warfare that's going on and saying that Michael, the prince, is the one who has the ultimate power over that. Yes. And the other thing in verse 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, also the first year of Darius the Mede, I, even I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. In other words, the angels are actually helping us. They're strengthening us yes. in the ministry that we're involved in too. Yeah. Uh, and we see that in Scripture as well. So, in fact, uh, I, I think remember when uh, Elijah um was was on the run there was an angel that fed him mm. you know and and uh he strengthened him so could, i know you've got a couple of points can i just mm. um make one observation yeah, here means. it says in verse 16 and 18 it says one having the likeness of sons of men touched my lips and then in 18 it says then again the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me and uh we we know that this is not michael because it mm. says down the bottom michael is someone separate yeah but um it 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 to me, I think that's saying that having the likeness of a man is that God sends his messengers, his angels, 
to communicate with us in a way that we can understand. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. We can, I like that idea. Yeah. We can we can see um, that God really wants to communicate us in a, in a way that's easy for us. Yes. You know, we, we talk. It's contextualizing. Yeah. It. We talk to each other face to face as humans, and in this case, He's speaking to Daniel in the form of, or yeah. you know, like a man. Yeah. Mm. I, I agree. I think um, in closing, too, um, I just wanted to look at some. Um, maybe lessons we can learn from this particular chapter, Daniel chapter 10, because this is, uh, yes, this is setting us up for next week, Daniel 11, when we're going to look at some of the details of the the vision that he actually receives uh, and what a vision it is. But um, some of the things I think we can learn from this chapter is, number one, prayer makes a difference. Yeah. Right? Daniel is involved in prayer and fasting in this chapter, and it makes a difference, and God God uh, answers uh, that prayer. Um, you know, I also think about the fact that Daniel was praying for three four weeks and fasting for three four weeks, and then he saw a vision of Jesus. And uh, you know, maybe we'll get a clearer vision of Jesus if we, we're willing to put that kind of commitment into our prayer life. Mm. Fasting makes so prayer makes a difference. Fasting makes a difference. God cares about his servants. That comes through in this chapter too. Not only the fact that he's willing to give him this vision and send the angel to to communicate with him, but the care that he gives uh, in that. God is fighting for his people. That's something else that comes through. And God wants to work through his people. Um, So I also want one last thing perhaps that this reveals is the challenges of free will. Mm-hmm. God is not just coming in and knocking obstacles out of his way. He's always challenged by trying to work with the free will of human beings. Mm. And if we are willing, he will work through us. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the power of prayer, obviously, there um, Mm. gives us some input into what happens. Some access. Some access to God who then can intercede on our behalf so um, next week we'll go on into the first part of Daniel chapter 11 Mm -hmm. Uh, we're calling this Daniel 11a and uh, we're going to be separating that chapter into two bits because it's it's too much to do in one week it's a big chapter so and of course tomorrow we've got Daniel Mateo continuing his series facets of faith and the title of tomorrow is the one life death and resurrection of Christ so do tune in tomorrow with Daniel Matteo. Um, the book offer today, if we haven't uh, finished uh, the two copies, if if there's still one left, uh, text in Daniel number 1010 to 04 That's for Daniel, Vision of the End. So we'd like to leave you today with this uh, beautiful song. It's a blessing. Uh, may, the, may the good Lord bless you and keep you. This is by Eclipse 6. Have a great day wherever you are. May the good Lord bless and keep you, whether near or far away. May you find that long-awaited golden day. troubles all be small ones and your blessings ten times ten 
May the good Lord bless and keep you till we meet again. May you walk with sunlight shining and a bluebird in every tree. May there be a silver Every cloud you see, fill your dreams with sweet tomorrows. Never mind what might have been. May the good Lord bless and keep you.